0: Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation.
1: Well, hello, and thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Alabama AgCast. I'm Russ Durrance, Poultry Division Director of the Alabama Farmers Federation. And I have Ms. Twinkle Cavanaugh, President of the Public Service Commission, in studio with us today to talk a little bit about what the Public Service Commission does. Twinkle was the first Executive Director for the Alabama Republican Party, and she became the first female President of the Alabama Public Service Commission. Twinkle, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Thanks so much, Russ, for letting me join you all. Um, I'm a strong conservative, but the thing I am the most proud of is being a A wife a mom and uh, a grandmother now and also the fact that I'm very involved in my church and activities around the state but I love serving the public at the Public Service Commission
1: yeah that's great so what exactly does the Public Service Commission do here in Alabama
0: the Public Service Commission was created in the 1800s by the Alabama Legislature, and it was actually created to be the Railroad Commission. And back then, where a train stopped could either make or break a town, and so they wanted the legislators wanted to remove it from uh, a close proximity to their decisions and move it to the Public Service Commission. But over time, they've given us more duties. Uh, in fact, railway is a very small part of what we do at the commission, and it's railway safety um, as far as inspections for tracks and uh, engines, locomotives, but and equipment. But uh, we do a lot of other things now at the commission. In fact, in the 30s, we were put in charge of regulating uh, a power, which is Alabama power, Uh, We were also put in charge of uh, gas, which now it's spire gas, but many people know it as Alabama gas and mobile gas. We regulate those. Uh, We also regulate moving companies. So if you have any kind of issue with that, please call the Public Service Commission and Most recently, uh, we were given uh, Uber and Lyft, which is the ride-sharing companies that are in the state of Alabama. We regulate those. We also do gas pipeline safety throughout the state and regulate some water and wastewater companies. But we really do a whole lot of different things. Uh, There's no exact definition of the Public Service Commission, so anything the legislature chooses to put under our purview We do our best to do a good job for the citizens of our state.
1: Well, that sounds like a lot of things that you have to cover in your daily job, but uh, we sure are proud of you and proud to have you there serving our citizens here in the state of Alabama on the Public Service Commission. You mentioned our gas supply, though. Obviously, here at the Alabama Farmers Federation, we are representing our rural communities um, and our agricultural commodities produced here in the state. How important is a stable gas supply in our agricultural communities?
0: Well, it's very important. Utilities in general are important to all of us, uh, being rural or in town or wherever you might be. But one of the things that directly affects especially poultry farmers uh, is their gas supply. And I know in 2014... I received a phone call, and I might say it was a very frustrating phone call for me because many farmers in our state couldn't get the propane they needed for their chicken houses or poultry houses. And we don't regulate propane. And so it was very frustrating. And in fact, many of those propane companies were from out of state bringing it into the state of Alabama, and no one really had control of those companies, especially no Alabamian. And at that time, I, I vowed that I was going to do something to help these poultry farmers so that they didn't get in that situation again. It's been a slow process. It's been one that, as I say, you got to bird dog something if you really want it to make it happen. You've just got to stay on it. And uh, that's what we did. Um, that phone call that I got from the Farmers Federation asking, what could we do about propane propelled us into a new arena. Uh, previously, what happens is the gas company would go only where someone paid for a pipeline or where there were enough people to put on the pipeline that it made sense in the very beginning. And um, I talked to quite a few people at Spire at the time Alabama Gas Company now Spire and said we want to do something to run a pipeline a lot of the poultry farmers as you all know are along the Alabama Georgia line over in Ranburn Alabama and so we talked to the company quite a few years before we got them to buy into the concept and um There was a junction uh, or a big pipeline running down Highway 59, or Interstate 59, and we knew if we could have a junction there and bring that gas line on down the eastern part of our state, that it would really help the poultry farmers. It was not overnight, but we found a way that ultimately it would not burden the other consumers. And uh, the first thing we did was we worked with the company to come up with a three-part plan. But then we went over and had a big meeting in uh, Ranburn one night, and we just wanted to judge the enthusiasm because obviously if you build the pipeline and then no one signs up to move from propane to natural gas, then you have not Done anything to help anyone, in fact just created a problem. But when we got there, I was shocked. It was a cold, rainy night and the place was packed. And um there was standing room only and every poultry farmer in the area was there, every poultry farmer in the surrounding area was there and the enthusiasm was just unbelievable. And so we decided at that point we definitely, in fact, I asked the question there, if you had an opportunity to move from natural gas to, uh, from propane to natural gas, uh, raise your hand. And I thought, you know, this is a dangerous question to ask because what if no hands go up? you know, what if they're hesitant to make that commitment this quickly? But I was amazed every hand in the room went up. And it was at that point I realized we had a problem and we had a solution and we needed to connect the dots. And so, uh, in fact, uh, March, today's March the 1st. And on March the 4th, uh the entire first part of this pro- this uh program will have uh, occurred and that means we've got uh 25 poultry houses on board and uh connected now in that area and the second phase actually started in September of this last year, actually October 1st of this last year, and it will conclude the end of September this year, and we'll have the second phase, and it looks like we'll have all the poultry houses there. And at that point, after phase two, it should pay for itself, which is a great thing because we took a little bit, I would say, of a risk, but with every risk, there can be a lot of rewards. And, um, for the poultry industry, I think this is going to be a huge reward, uh, because they're going to have reliable, uh, gas and that's very important, but also with propane, the price fluctuates so much. And so there's going to be a lot more stability in pricing now for our poultry farmers in that area. And, uh, you know Eric Lavarne and his family have just been amazing and uh they've really been there in the very beginning pushing for this and it- educating us on the poultry farming. My granddaddy was what we called a chicken farmer in Crenshaw County, but it's a far cry from the poultry farming they do today, which is um, extremely technical and elaborate and large houses. So I've learned a lot from the family and um, learned a lot from the area, been there quite a few times now, and I think it's going to be a huge success and grow the poultry industry in our state.
1: Well, Twinkle, that's a great answer. Uh, It's great to hear about all that you guys are doing for that rural community and doing for our poultry farmers. I know they rely on those gas services um, every single day. They're obviously huge consumers of our gas services here in the state. Um, But we will be right back with a quick word from our sponsor. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. You mentioned all of the work that you did there in Ramburn uh, to get that gas line there. What kind of economic development do you think that this gas line will provide to that community?
0: You know, uh, there's not a real answer to that question. I think it's limitless. And uh, the reality is there are different processing plants that can now come in and utilize the natural gas lines. There's a school that will probably, in Ranburn, that will actually get to utilize the gas line. There's a church along the way that's already committed to using it. Lots of families along the way. But what happens is when they have natural gas in that area, they have all the the chicken houses or poultry houses there. They now have an opportunity to grow other second tier businesses off of those poultry houses and the poultry industry. so I think it'll be exciting to watch. but one of the things I'd like to say to your listeners. I would have never known that this was a problem had someone not called in 2014 and said we've got a problem it's a utility problem and we'd love to have you help us solve it it was not an immediate ability to solve the problem uh, I would have loved to have that day said, "Yes, let me get you a natural gas into the the area right then, but that wasn't uh possible, but it was possible to solve the problem in a long term situation, and that's what we've done. but if we don't know a problem exists, we certainly can't solve the problem. That's why I go to work every day is to solve the problems of albanians, and so I encourage people to call our office. in fact, I'll give you my personal cell phone that's three three four 558 5432 and you're more than welcome to use it anytime the only time I don't answer it is if I'm at church or at one of my daughter's performances otherwise I'm I'm there and I'll answer that phone but you can also call my office if there's anything they can do for you 334 if I'm not sitting at that desk someone can find me but uh We are there to solve problems in the state of Alabama, and we'd just love to hear what we might could do in your area.
1: That's awesome. It's great to hear all of the great work that the Public Service Commission does for our citizens here, and I know we're kind of talking a little bit about our poultry farmers today, but it is also encouraging to hear what a natural gas line will do to a community and just our rural communities in the state when they're able to have access to those types of utilities. Uh, Utilities are obviously very important to Uh, our sustainability as a society. Recently in the news, we've kind of seen the utility infrastructure kind of fail some of the citizens in Texas, if you will, uh, as they were crippled with some snowstorms. Talk to us a little bit about how the Public Service Commission tries to prevent maybe something like that from happening here in Alabama.
0: Well, there are several things that I think cause the, as I call it, the Texas meltdown. But one is that Texas is the only state in the contiguous United States that has their own grid. Ninety percent of Texans are on the Texas grid. Uh, Alabama is not... Uh, an island unto itself, so we can bring power in and send power out when there are problems in other areas or problems in our areas. We're on the eastern grids, which gives us a little more access to power. However, you see, uh, in the past, California's had a lot of problems. Um, now you've seen Texas have those problems, and I will say, I think they have gone too quickly to alternative forms of power. And uh, your base load is still going to be usually coal with a mix of natural gas. We're blessed in Alabama to have a really good mix of coal, natural gas, hydro, and, um, and nuclear. And so with that mix, if one fails, you can always move to the other. Another thing we did, I think it was... Um, very helpful that uh, the company brought to us that they are now a winter peaking company. And in Texas, they had always assumed they were a summer peaking company, meaning they were a place where they used the maximum amount of electricity during summer months. Well, during the last decade, Alabama has quickly become a winter-peaking state. One reason, an interesting fact, is Alabama has more heat pumps than any other state in the nation. And so that causes a lot more electricity usage with our citizens. But also I tell people, look back at your usage, and it's definitely different than it was, say, 30 years ago. I know growing up, uh, we had one TV in the house. Now, you know, there are TVs throughout a house. We had uh, one refrigerator. And uh, now a lot of times people have a refrigerator in the garage. We had one telephone that didn't really have a power outlet. You know, you had your phone outlet. But um, now everybody in the family including the children, have their own cell phone that they've got to plug in and charge. They've got an iPad or a computer or just all sorts of technical devices now that have to be charged. And so electrical usage is very different than it used to be, and it's increasing in that manner. Now, also, there's uh, the lights use less electricity, Re- new refrigerators use less electricity, but we have more devices using more electricity. And so now that we are a winter peaking company, uh, it went a winter peaking state, and the company had to look at that, uh, it was very obvious that we had to look at what was the base load that was used in the state of Alabama. And that's something we actually addressed this past, well, a year ago, March. And um, in looking at that, um, we were able to say that we needed to uh, ask Alabama Power Company to increase the amount of power they were producing during the uh, winter months. And um, that's something Texas has not done. Uh, They were considering themselves still a summer peaking company. Or a summer peaking state and i think that caused a lot of danger for them this last time but there are a lot of different things that that you can look at i think it's um it's not smart to move too quickly to different types of power production for instance solar when you look at solar when the sun's shining it's great but the battery backups are are still in their infancy and uh, not able to provide the backup that nece- is necessarily needed. And uh, with wind, as you saw in Texas, the wind doesn't always blow, especially on these really cold mornings in the winter time. So we still need to burn coal, which I think the Obama administration, and it looks like now the Biden administration, is going to do their best to do away with. But I fought hard to keep that baseload because it's a very reliable form of baseload energy, And you can have up to a 30- to 90-day supply sitting right there uh, at the facility. You don't have to worry about it, uh, whether or not it's too cold to get it trucked in or brought in via train. So um, gas is very, very cheap right now, natural gas is. I hope it stays that way. Uh, I know the environmentalists right now are really working to drive that price up by doing away with fracking, which is the way you get your natural gas. But as long as it can stay cheap, fracking is going to uh, provide a very inexpensive way for us to burn natural gas in the state and produce electricity. So, you know, there are a lot of different things that happen in Texas, that happen in California, but the main thing I think is you need a conservative a voice at the Public Service Commission that will always think of what is in the best interest of our industry, our jobs and our moms and dads that are trying to have a warm house that has electricity and natural gas there.
1: Well, that sure is a lot of information for our listeners. I know we obviously rely on those utilities like we've talked about earlier, but I don't think a lot of people go into uh, all of the detail of fully understanding everything that your office does. So I hope today's episode was able to shed a little bit of light for our listeners on all of the hard work that you do to take care of us and help prevent things like what happened in Texas from happening here in Alabama, and help provide a safe and stable gas supply for our poultry farmers and rural economic development in communities that need and rely on uh, a natural gas line maybe coming into their communities. So we appreciate all that you do for our farmers and ranchers and our rural communities here in Alabama, and really everyone in Alabama, and we appreciate you being on the show with us today.
0: Well, let me just say thank you to all the farmers in our state. Agriculture is just number one, and we appreciate all they do. They don't get a day off when it's raining or snowing or, or uh, hurricanes or anything else. So we just appreciate all of their hard work and making sure that we are fed.
1: That's exactly right. Thank you. Thank you again for being on the show today. And thank you for your time and all that you do at the Public Service Commission.
0: Thank you, Russ. Appreciate you. Absolutely.
1: Stay tuned for a uh, little update on our weekly wrap up.
0: And now your weekly Ag cash wrap up.
1: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to today's wrap-up on the Alabama AgCast. The Alabama Pork Producers place a strong emphasis on having our youth involved in livestock at a pretty early age, and they sponsor many events related to youth livestock each year. This past year, the Alabama Pork Producers were able to sponsor several different youth hog shows throughout the state of Alabama, where over 100 youth exhibitors participated. This past year, youth exhibitors were able to bring home over $25,000 in prize money for showing off their projects. For more information about showing pigs here in Alabama, be sure to look up Project Pig Squeal on the Alabama Cooperative Extension Systems website.
0: Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash AgCast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.